Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. All right. Hi, I'm Emma, compulsive overeater. Hi, Emma. Um, grateful to be here. Thanks. I'm going to follow the normal um what it was like what happened what it's like now and then I'm going to try to weave in a theme of of hope um sort of inspired by today's for today and also just sort of what's going on currently for me and my program um uh also here we have someone returning uh this is just my story I'm not a um spokesperson for OA as a whole um uh, I'll start with what it was like. Um, I am someone who feels like I was born a compulsive overeater, um, although it's not really that important that I figure it out one way or the other. But regardless, I remember specifically like stealing and hiding sugar from a very young age. And um, I come from a family with a lot of addiction as well, a lot of alcoholism, but actually a good chunk of the people I lived with were normal eaters. And so I was like, very aware from a very young age that I did not have the relationship with sugar that my mom and my brother did. Um, and then like other people in my life. Um, and I remember around the time that, um, my parents divorced and things started getting more chaotic. I just remember really discovering binging in front of the TV and it just felt like the best thing ever and the most fun thing that could ever exist. And, um, uh, it was really embarrassing for me from a young age, but it also, it just, uh, I don't know. I just, that's what I wanted my adult life to be was, was, um, finding ways to, to binge alone. Um, and then in high school, like I had, I had gained a lot of weight. I, um, I think I was a pretty normal sized kid. And then you can kind of see it in pictures, like at 10, 11, 12, I just sort of gained a ton of weight. And then in high school, I discovered dieting and um, restricting food, and then I lost a bunch of weight. And so in my lifetime, I've been probably about 40 pounds more than I am now and about 20 pounds less. Um, I happened to come into OA right around the same weight I am now, as far as I know. I don't weigh myself, but my clothes fit the same. So here we are. Um, so uh, yeah, so... Um, basically there was the diet binge cycle that we're all familiar with. And it just sort of started getting faster and faster that I couldn't diet for very long. And then I would binge and then I would try to diet again. It was just up and down, back and forth. And i just felt totally out of control and through college. And then coming out of college, I um, was pretty clearly missing a lot of tools for life um, because I had been so obsessed with food and diets. I just like hadn't been aware that there was this whole other aspect of life of figuring out what emotions meant and developing relationships with people and having a sense of spirituality, whatever that, that means to me on a given day. Um, these were all things that just had not occurred to me. And, you know, even like I, I had a college experience and I really don't remember a lot of it because a lot of it was really focused on what weight I was and, and, um, yeah, this I'm acting out, um, and this I'm acting out with dating and trying to get validation 
for looking a certain way, um, acted out with friendships that didn't really work for me. Um, and once I got out into adult life, um, I ended up in some jobs that really didn't work for me that, that I thought would fix my food issue. I thought that if I kept busy enough, I wouldn't binge. And then I thought if I didn't, wasn't busy at all, I wouldn't binge. If I had no stress, I wouldn't binge. And uh, none of that worked. Uh, moving to California didn't work. Um, and right around the time, I think like a year and a half before I came into OA, my brother got into AA and got sober. And so I had sort of this passing understanding that 12 step was a thing. Um, and I had seen my brother just have these moments of being really genuine and honest and loving um, since he got sober and just being honest in ways other people in my family didn't seem to be able to be. And I was kind of intrigued. And then uh, I read a self-help book that talked about how OA doesn't work. And uh, all I took away from it though was that OA existed and that there was a meeting that actually was happening like across, um, across the street from where I was living at the time. Although I didn't end up going to the meeting uh, for about six more months where I was unemployed and miserable. And I just woke up one Saturday and was like, I guess I could check out a meeting. And I was in a meeting uh, like 90 minutes later that had a newcomer meeting um and I had no plan like the night before like just that morning I woke up and I was finally willing to go to a meeting um and yeah from there like I took this little seed of like the little seed of like seeing my brother get sober like that little seed of hope and then the little seed of hope of like oh OA exists and people get together and talk about this this food thing that's been so confusing Oh, I'm obsessed with the cat that's visiting our meeting right now. <laughs> that's a cute cat. Um, anyway, um, and I lost my train of thought because um, there was a really cute cat. Okay. Um, oh, so these little seeds of hope were just kind of there. And then, and then I got to a meeting and the newcomer greeter asked me why I was there and I just felt like that was such a personal question. I had never talked to really anyone about food stuff. I had been to one therapist one time. I kind of ran in and out of appointment and she seemed very concerned. <laughs> and I didn't really like that. And I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want concern. I wanted people who understood. And I found that here in a way. Um, and then she was able to, so the newcomer reader told me some of her story and I just got this little seed of hope, like started, started growing a little more. And um, from there, I um, was first, I was just willing to sit in meetings. I really just wanted to hear the like war stories of OA, the like terrible things people did with food. I just like really wanted to hear those. That was like the highlight of the meeting for me. And then people talking about recovery, I was like, I don't get it, whatever. <laughs> um, but that's fine because it kept me coming back. And then, and then I was willing to um, pick up a call from someone. And then I was willing to um, go to more meetings. And then I was willing to share a meeting, which was very scary. And then I was eventually willing to find a sponsor and start working the steps. And um, the tools of OA are great. They get me from minute to minute, but really the steps is where um, I, found relief and I 
I really don't know what else to say about that besides that um I felt like the steps allowed me to uh feel good enough about myself to move forward in life with my head up high like just like the process of doing that moral inventory and making amends are all very humbling things but they're also inevitably a lot better than like the uh constant sway between self-hate and deciding that I'm the best person in the world like you know finding that middle ground um allowed me to to then start building on new tools and um yeah the hope in this room has really helped me because I think I came in completely hopeless right like that's what we do we I came in with no expectation that OA would fix my food problem I just wanted to talk to other people about it and that was pretty much good enough for me and then and then um my life got so much better than I ever could have hoped for right like I didn't expect to be able to maintain a me and my partner have been together for like three and a half years now um and it's like a meaningful relationship where you communicate <laughs> you are for clapping at that um uh and I've been able to like find a new career that actually fits me and I've been able to have like really meaningful friendships not just like we go out to movies together but like really like three-hour phone calls like sharing my life with with people in in community um and these are all things that I didn't even know to hope for um and uh just to talk about what it's like today. Um, I eat three meals a day. I eat pretty boring. I don't know, food's pretty boring these days. Um, body obsession still comes up sometimes. Um, it's a lot better than it used to be, but uh, just today I had to send a text being that I wasn't gonna weigh myself at the gym when I went and I didn't weigh myself at the gym. So great, <laughs> the texting thing works. Um, and yeah, food, I mean, my goal with food is just to spend as little time thinking about it as possible, which I achieve on a day-to-day -day basis. And that means that sometimes my food isn't like the healthiest thing that I would want to like post on Instagram, but that is really okay with me. Um, and uh, I, for whatever reason, a switch has flipped in my mind where I'm able to exercise for mental health reasons and not to like grind out burning calories and that feels really like a beautiful new relationship is that five thank you so um yeah uh to talk a little more about hope I tried to bring it into my story but I was really just thinking about the for today for today which I will read um so April 15th a hopeless compulsive reader is the way I describe myself when I came to OA I was sure nothing could save me. Today, I know that no one is without hope. Indeed, the best hope is in the very admission of hopelessness. There may seem little chance of realizing my hopes, but far from killing them, that dim prospect gives them new life. I once thought that if I hoped for something, I had to pursue it frantically. That's not the OA way. Going on about my business, doing one small necessary chore at a time, and letting my higher power take care of the rest. That's the OA way. For today, I admit I can do very little about my fears, my concerns, and my hopes, but I can and do turn them over to God. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's step two in a nutshell, right? Um, I currently 
um, just to get current. I'm working a job that um, has turned out to not be a very good fit. And it's been this whole thing of, well, I'm only on a year long contract. So or it's not even a contract. I'm, I'm only supposed to work there for a year, but I could leave early, but that seems, I could just sit it out. And um, basically a month ago, something like pretty bad happened at work. And I felt like my safety was um, not considered in a pretty big way. And I was like, and I applied to literally every job in that I could in like a 20 mile radius. I went home and I applied to like 20 jobs in like one day. It was a lot. And I went to a lot of really bad interviews after that. But um, <laughs> just what this says about like, I thought the that if I hope for something, I had to pursue it frantically. That's how I felt about weight loss. That's how I sometimes feel about this job search. Um, I'm great at pursuing something frantically. And uh, the issue is that like, uh, unfortunately efficiency is not a spiritual concept, although I wish it was because I can be very efficient, but um, that's, not, that's not how we do things. And um, in this job thing, I really had to turn over that like, I have, a bunch of interviews coming up, but everyone wants to interview me in like two weeks. I'm like, interview me today, hire me today, and let me leave this crappy job. Let's go. And like, really, in the the um, long arc of my career, this two weeks is not is not uh, make or break. And I, I'd rather wait two weeks for a good job than get hired today by by a crappy job. Um, but uh, I really want to frantically pursue things and um, instead like letting go and letting HP take over both with food and weight loss and recovery and in, in other ways um, has, has proved to be a, a little more effective. Um, so that's what I'm working on and having that that hope that since I mean it really feels like I will never have a better job which I know is ridiculous but that's how I feel like in these moments and having this hope of like HP has something in store for me I'm 28 I think I will have a better job than this at some point in my career um and I hope that that is possible so yeah that's that's what I got for tonight thanks <laughs>